It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. We are so excited that you're here with us today. It has been an amazing month this month of November as we have focused on the word gratitude. Uh, Debbie and I are both just so excited and overwhelmed, honestly, by the two testimonies that we were all able to hear together this month. And just thinking about the the fact that we have, right, a hope in Christ Jesus like Missy did and, and Jonathan did and continue, they both continue to have that hope. Man, it just puts us on a platform to understand that we can live in victory and gratitude regardless of the place we find ourselves in this season. And so really, as we just come out of the gate with this today, guys, because we have a big topic to cover in this idea of living in gratitude, we just want to start with a question, you know, phrase a question for us. Are we living in gratitude today regardless of the circumstances that we find ourselves in, do we understand? And I think by the end of today's episode, we are going to understand that even in these challenging places that we walk, we can live in gratitude and we are living in a place of victory. Laura, this is such a, the key word is perspective. Yep. Right. And that's what we're excited about today because we're going to be taking a look at one key scripture about a perspective change, turning your eyes off of your circumstances onto the one who reigns in our lives, the one who's in control, turning our eyes off of ourself and onto the bigger picture that God sees, turning our eyes off of comparing ourselves to others and onto what he has already given us that we find, we find our true identity, we find our true purpose and our true perspective of the circumstances in his word. Absolutely. Now, I think that if there's one phrase, Debbie, that we say the most other than welcome and we're praying for you and the, the phrase beyond the building, you wow. and I constantly you say, say, wow, okay, you I say do wow. say, I do say, wow, a lot. You're right. And I do. We both have our phrases, but I have to say that the one thing that we say more than anything else is like, we love God's word, right? We <laughs> love God's word. And we love the fact that God's word is full of imagery for us because God knows, right, that we are people who need to see certain things or understand, we understand visually. And so the Bible is full of imagery that gives us a picture in order to make what we hear and read in the word of God become what we can see too, even if it's something that took place a long time ago. And so many of us have studied out the armor of God, and it's probably one of my favorite Bible studies is looking at the fact that the armor of God was based on real armor, that real Roman soldiers wore, and how impactful it is because it is based on a, a suit of armor that we can actually see. Well, today we're going to look at one more uh, piece of, I guess we could say, Roman imagery, and it's connected to being thankful and honestly as we go through this uh, time together in this episode, I think it is going to blow our minds. I know it blows my mind every time I, I think about this concept, and I, I believe it's going to for our listeners too, Deb. And here's why it's going to blow your mind, because as you, you know, you were studying this scripture, you didn't just breeze over it without mm. taking a deeper look at words, mm. you know, doing a little bit of homework on it. And I think that's one reason why a lot of people don't have their minds blown by scriptures because they don't take the time. To dig in. So let's let's take a look at the verse that's going to build today's podcast. Second 
Corinthians 2.14, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphant triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. Let me read it again because it's the key scripture. And think to yourself, like, what word would you check out if you were reading that? <laughs> but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. Anytime there is a but, like, but thanks be to God, you gotta, you gotta go find out why that but is there. You gotta go back and look at a little bit more carefully. Absolutely. So if you do that, which we have done, if you were to go back just a few verses before Paul says this particular uh, verse that Deb just read, Paul was on a journey in 2 Corinthians 2, and he was going to a destination. He was going to Troas. The door had opened for him to go. And when he got there, things didn't go as he had hoped. And so he left that place and he went someplace else. You know, he had the go-ahead for Troas, but when he arrived, things didn't line up and it didn't go the way he had hoped. He might have been disappointed, and so he had to leave and go someplace else. Now, we can just stop right there because I was trying to emphasize that a little bit because I know that sounds sometimes like my story and maybe that sounds like your story. But there are so many moments in life where we have a plan. And we may even feel that God has said, yes, you can go that way. And when we get there, it's like, bam, we walk into a story. You know, it's not what we anticipated. It feels like a closed door. And we kind of wonder why. Like, all right, God, I felt like you were sending me here. And then the circumstances didn't work out. And so, you know, why, when, where, what, right? You know, God, what's going on? But that's the place where he goes, but thank you, God. Amen. Thank you, God. That's my reaction. Um, at the shut door. Thank you, God, because you always lead us in triumphal procession. And you're kind of like, what? God, you just gave me all the green lights. I was so excited. I was listening to you. Maybe you were praying and fasting, seeking wise counsel. Bam, the door shuts. I'm disappointed. And it it goes a different direction. Somebody, some of us would probably, I think all of us would look at that and go, this is crazy. Yep. And really actually turn on God. Like, it's your fault. You led me to the wrong place. But here's Paul. He's experiencing all those emotions. And at that door shut moment, he says, thank you, God, because I know that every place you are leading me is a place that is marked by triumph. It's a place that's marked by victory. And he's saying that to a shut door. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I kind of laugh when you were just saying that, Deb, because like he didn't just get on an airplane and fly to Troas, right? And then have to fly to, he had to walk to these places. I mean, this was a big deal for him to go to these places and then find out that it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. And I, I think that we all have to work on these things all of the time, but it does sound something like I need to work at more. Many times when I get to the place and things don't go the way I thought they were going to go and it's like the what, you know, that's kind of where I stop. Like, What? Like, man, this is so messy and complicated and it's, it's a struggle. How often do I get to those places that don't feel or aren't experiencing or panning out to be what I thought God was leading me toward? And the journey looks different than I had anticipated. But like you just said, he calls it a triumphant procession. And so I call it a journey. I call it a struggle. Whatever it looks like, no matter what it looks like, the Bible says that those places where we get and they don't turn out the way we think they're going to return turn out, like our journey is to be called a triumphant procession. 
you know, I with I'm trying to ask myself, would I say that if mm. I was so disappointed or discouraged or really confused? Did I really hear God wrong? It kind of undermines what is my faith based on? How, how would I respond? And, you know, I think if I had these doors shut in my 20s, I think I would be reacting very differently than I would be reacting in my 50s because I have mm. more years under my belt of seeing God prove his faithfulness. And I'll bet there's a certain element of that with Paul too, you know, where Paul had, this is not his first time of maybe some questions or is God, where are you? And so he has walked some journey with, with the father and he's learning to trust him more. So even if you don't have all, all the answers, at least you're trusting the one you're following. And I think there's an element of maturity that's being seen here. So, you know, when I'm having my little hissy fit, I need to remember that you need to be a little more mature, Deb, and look at this and don't forget how God has faithfully led you in the past. He'll lead you in this moment and he'll lead you in the future. There's got to be more than what you're seeing. That's right. That's right. That's right. I think that's something else we say a lot is that there's always more than what we are seeing. And that's Mm -hmm. what we're going to see here. Um, It's really difficult to understand Paul's words without entering into the world that Paul was writing to. You know, he was writing to a Uh, a group of people that would understand what it looked like in the city of Rome at that time when one of these processions would go down the street. And this is where we are going to get um, into a lot of detail here. So kind of visualize this with us as we go. Picture a a procession, picture a large group of people walking down a Roman street. And in fact, what we're going to do is the day that this uh, goes live, on that Monday on our Facebook page, Beyond Women's Conference, you can find, we will post a picture of a triumphant procession there from Rome, a drawing. So you can kind of get a visual of this too, because as I did dig into this word, uh, triumphal procession, and then saw it uh, in these pictures, it really did make a lot more sense. So maybe even since this is live, you can go to our Facebook page and kind of watch it while we're talking about this as we go through it. But in the Greek, the word, um, it's actually buo. Now I know that is a crazy word, buo. It means triumphal procession. And here's what it was. When there was a great victory in Rome, not just a victory, but a great monumental victory where the emperor had won a major battle against a major opponent, the people in Rome, the emperor would go through the streets of Rome in a celebratory procession. Now, these were rare, and we know that in Rome, there were a lot of places that they conquered, so there were a lot of victories. But in 500 years of Rome's powerful empire, there were only about 30 triumphal processions. So a lot of people may not have ever experienced one or even seen one. Maybe you got to see one one in your lifetime, and that was a big deal. But again, when the emperor or the king defeated a major enemy when he dethroned the one who was seated on the throne of an enemy kingdom. There was a celebration, a triumph, unlike any other. And if you were to read about it, historians say that to the eyes of the world in that day, this was the most glorious spectacle that anyone could ever imagine. And you know where we're going with this, right? If you have followed the Bible along, if you have read the Old Testament, the New Testament, when we are talking about a king who has defeated an enemy, who has taken one off of the throne of the enemy kingdom, and there is a great celebration unlike any other, I think we can all see the symbolism that we're going to be walking as we go through this passage. 
I know where we're going to be going with this. You're going to get louder, talk faster, <laughs> and start smacking your hands because uh, you get so jacked up with this. this, this Only is, you can see me, Debbie. Only I know, you. But uh, listeners, I just, you know, just listen to her as she starts talking. She's going to ramp it up. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, this one, upon the hearing about this victory, not only is Laura louder and the clapping oh her hands, my. back then the builders would begin to build an arch, a big grand arch for the, the king to be able to walk through. And so great plans. It wasn't like they just said, hey, they're coming home and, and suddenly they throw something together. It was a big plan for the celebration. So once the arch is completed, the procession began. I mean, it's much larger than a Mummer's Day, you know, parade yes, yes. type of feeling. And it they marched through the streets of Rome so that everybody, mm. everybody had an opportunity to see this emperor walk, come through in all of his glory, all mm. of his majesty, all of the um, hoopla that goes along with you have just triumphed over a major, major enemy. Amazing. Just amazing. And then once the arch was was built, the procession would start, Deb. And there's really too much detail here to share in a podcast, but we're just going to line up what this procession looked like. The first people in the procession were the government officials. And after the government officials were the trumpeters, and they were playing a victory song. And then after the trumpeters, who are playing a victory song, came a lineup of pictures of conquered lands Places that the enemy used to control, but the enemy no longer had control over these places any longer. The emperor, the king, now controlled these places. And after that came the enemy king himself, but the enemy king is now bound. He is no longer free. He can no longer control the people of these conquered cities. He can no longer control the pieces he places that he used to have control over anymore. Let's just stop there for a minute. Paul is saying that his circumstances did not turn out the way he planned them, right? Doors were being shut. However, he says, at that point, I am thanking you, God, because you are leading the procession. You have still won. This door may be shut, but you have blown through whatever it was that was blocking, you know, situations in my life. You have blown through it. He has shifted his perspective fixed his eyes on something that was so much larger he wasn't seeing it from his position yep but he knew what the processions would look like and now he is saying god you are the one with a far greater perspective you have conquered and blown through the things that have held us in bondage and for that reason regardless of my circumstances i am grateful because at the end of the day you know, I am following a king who was who was blowing through every every shut door, every obstacle that has been in front of me. Amen. So there is so much going on right in places that we can't see. And from the very beginning of this procession that Paul refers to in every situation, the enemy is defeated and being led to his final defeat. Every time that there was a triumphal procession, Deb, the enemy that was being led was going to his final defeat. Everything that had been taken from God's people, God had taken back. Man, if we look at it in perspective of us, you know, there is so much reason, so many reasons for us to be so overwhelmingly grateful. 
So from there, we see the enemy being led to his full and final defeat. And after him come the musicians and the priests. Now, the priests are swinging censers that are full of sweet-smelling incense. And they are followed by the king, who is in a gold chariot with purple robes on and a laurel crown on his head. Now, just picture this, right? you got the trumpeters. You've got the enemy going to his full and final defeat. Then you've got musicians. You've got priests with incense, followed by the king in all of his glory. And behind the king in all of his glory came the people who served the king. The king's warriors, the king's army. Those are the people who came behind the king as they were making this triumphal procession down the road. There's so much loud music, there's cheering, and there's this incredible incense that is just permeating the whole area. But you know, what one person smells means something very different for what somebody else smells. And so if you are the enemy that was bound and walking in this procession, you know, smelling that smell of incense, that is a smell of death for you. Because you know, you know what what's coming ahead. Yep. But for those who are on the king's side, the ones who are like cheering for the emperor or the king, that smell is the smell of victory. Amen. Amen. You know, so you've got that same same smell, but it's being it's all your perspective. Amen. Right? That's what right. You're smelling. That's right. You know, Debbie. Even just hearing you say that, I just get so excited about this to think that we can't same... tell. We can't <laughs> tell <laughs> that the very same thing that could be happening is is evidence that the enemy is defeated and evidence that the people of God can live in victory. I mean, this is just so huge the way God works, right? Mm -hmm. And so those in the army of the king, while they are smelling this fragrance that to them is the smell of life, they have one job as they follow their king. One job. And that one job is to cry out one word over and over again, and that word is triumph. And so God's people, as they are following, okay, I'm taking it right over to God's people, right? The Romans, as they're following their king, who's who's leading the enemy to their its full and final death, right? The people who are following the king are yelling out triumph, triumph, triumph. This is exactly what it should be for us as we are following our king, right, who has defeated an enemy. We are have one job, one word to cry out. We are to be crying out triumph, 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 right? Because there's a, there's a victory that has taken place over an enemy for the king. This is this is such a profound picture. Let's let's back this up and just keep piecing together Paul's story so we can apply it to our own lives. Paul is someone who listens to the Lord for direction. He believes he hears the direction to go a certain direct, you know, a certain path. There's a lot of green lights along the way. God has given a lot of, you know, this is, yes, this is the way walk in it, but then it doesn't turn out. It doesn't turn out. Doors are shut on him, Even though he had all those green lights ahead of time, he's living in Rome. He probably has seen or at least we know he's heard about these processions at one time or another and he's thinking okay there's a battle going on but christ is leading us and he's leading us as a triumphant king so no matter how bad the battle looks that's taking place around me i am choosing to thank god because regardless of this struggle that i'm in my king 
has defeated the enemy of my life and he is leading me in victory at all times. Amen. And it's, it's a matter what you shift your focus on. Paul shifted his focus on this. I mean, you read the New Testament. There's a lot of times that Paul was in prison speaking like this. He yep. had to have seen things from a different perspective. He was so close to death, you know, so he, the reality of who's winning, you know, who, who has won was very much in the forefront of his thinking. And so Paul didn't, you know, he he's acknowledging this is not the way I wanted it to go, but thank God he's choosing to thank God. He's leading me in this kind of victory. And, and I'm going to just keep thanking him. I'm going to keep going regardless of how many doors are shut. I'm going to keep my eyes focused on the one who blows open the doors and wins. Amen. Amen. Jewish historians also say that these triumphal processions can last for several days and it was impossible to describe the magnificent of it all. Like that's the picture that was in Paul's mind when he says that our journey, regardless of what it is, is always a triumphal procession. Every step of our journey is triumph because of where it leads and who we follow. And so just like you said, Deb, if we were to read this verse again, right, regardless of my need right now, regardless of what is happening in my life or what will happen in the future, I will thank God because he always leads me in a triumphal procession in Christ. And through me, he spreads the fragrance of life, of victory, of the knowledge of him. Well, I think, I think it's important to make sure we point out, we have a king who has already won the battle. This is not a battle. I mean, there's a big battle that's going to, you know, come towards the end of the age, but the battle that defeated the enemy already took place. It took place on the cross. That's right. So our triumphant procession doesn't start when we get to heaven. It started when Jesus paid that price for our sin on the cross and rose from the dead. That is when the triumphant procession started and he's just continuing to march it. So as we turn our lives over to Christ, we're joining in. Amen. We're joining Amen. in. It doesn't Amen. mean we haven't, you know, we, we still see obstacles. We still have, you know, things that are hard in our lives, but at the end of the day, we are on a path that's going to, that's heading straight into eternity because Amen. we've already won because of Amen. him. Amen. Amen. That is just so exciting. That is just so exciting. I love it so much. So really, why can we be grateful today, regardless of the moment that we're living in? You know, we can be grateful today because we are following the one true king who defeated everything that has tried to keep us bound, Deb. When you think about the enemy being led to his full and complete and final death, he is already defeated like you just shared. Jesus defeated him on the death on the cross. And when that happened, it was like shame and guilt and jealousy and everything from our past and everything from our future and anything that we have allowed to keep us from living the full and abundant life that God has called us to live. All of those things are already conquered and being led to their full and final death. All of those things have zero power over us. We get to march in triumph as they march to their death. We get to march in victory. Why can we be grateful in this moment that we're living? Because our one true king who walks in victory that we just cry out triumph, triumph, right? As we follow along behind him as his warriors, he has defeated everything that has kept us bound regardless of what it looks like in the place where we are living today. 
you know, I'm listening to your um, elevating voice and your excitement and (laughs) my heart starts racing, right? More. (laughs) But Paul is writing this in a dark place. Mm -hmm. He's writing this in a place of disappointment and frustration. And I think, man, to me, that's a huge takeaway because there have been so many disappointing moments in our lives and in that place, in that place, what if I started to say, yes, this is frustrating. This is a big bump in the road, but this is part of the procession. And I'm choosing to stay in line, to stay in step with my king who was marching forward rather than throwing in the towel. You know, when you're really frustrated and you're feeling overwhelmed and it's just caving in on you, if you start listening to the enemy say, you know, the, the enemy could be whispering to somebody in line in this procession going, yeah, I still won. I still won. It's almost like us listening to the enemy today going, yeah, I'm, I'm stronger than you. I'm stronger than God. You know, I'm going to, I have it out for you. It's like listening in this procession to the wrong voice. And it's, it's really ridiculous because the one who is bound right? The one who has been conquered is following behind the king on his way to his, to his end. And I need to not listen to him. Yep. You know, while I'm in this journey. Yes. Yes. Until, that's right. Until the keys are thrown away. Right. I need that's to right. not listen that's to him. Right. I need to keep my eyes on the king and listen to what he's saying and listen right. to the truth that you know, he is victory. He yep. is full of victory and that's who yep. I'm following. But we are walking um, right now, you and I and, and our listeners are walking in circumstances that can be disappointing, that can be frustrating. And who you listen to, who you listen to, picture yourself in a triumphant procession, but you're standing close to the enemy that's bound. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to him. Yep. Don't listen to him because in reality, he'll just try to distract you along the way and keep you from keeping your eyes on the king. And that's that's where he goes after. That's where the doubts come in and and the uh, questioning God, questioning your faith. Don't listen to him. Yep, absolutely. So really, Debbie, uh, what what if we did start calling our journey a procession, right? What if instead of calling our journey like a struggle or all of these different things that we can call our journey, what if we did call our journey a procession? What would that change in mm-hmm. our perspective? If instead of saying I'm going through a struggle and da 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 da, right? What if we said I am experiencing right now a moment on my triumphal procession, right? Things haven't right. gone the way I thought they were going to, but I continue to march in triumph. I wonder if that would change our perspective and would we be less tempted to complain or become bitter? Might we be those who walk and talk a grateful word instead. And I really think that is what would happen. I think it's why Paul could say, you know, how many times throughout the passages in the word, I've been shipwrecked, I've been flogged, I've been crucified with Christ, but praise God, I no longer live. I am on a triumphal procession here. This is not gonna defeat me. It actually causes me to live and have Christ live in me. You know, my life is not my own. I'm following a victorious king. And so come what may, regardless of what it looks like to other people who are watching my story, my story is one of triumph. And so while I am walking in my unexpected place, I am going to raise up a shout of thanks. And I think when we see it that way, it turns our story around. How can we not 
walk in a triumphal procession with Christ and be anything other than fully and completely grateful, Deb? How can we walk in a triumphal procession with Christ and talk a word that is not grateful? When we are walking in triumphal procession, the only thing that can come out of our mouths are words of gratitude and praise and triumph because of what he did on the cross so that Mm. we could experience that triumphal procession, that complete and utterly eternal victory as the enemy is taken to his defeat, regardless of what we're going through in our lives. Laura, if, if we can really grasp that, if we can walk that out, then can you imagine how many more people will come to Christ? Because so many people are just totally despairing over their circumstances. And this attitude um, is full of hope. It's full of uh, future. It's full of victory and, and purpose. Even in the trial, there's a purpose in the trial and that, that smell, right? That heart, that thought pattern is a smell that's going to draw others to him. Absolutely. And you know, we want to tell people about Jesus, right? Because we want them to know and experience Jesus. We want them to know and experience that abundant life. But can you just picture it, Deb, as we as we have this imagery in front of us? We're walking on this triumphal procession. We're following the king. We know the enemy is defeated. And there are those that we love and those on the sidelines who aren't in the triumphal procession yet. And we just see them. Don't you just want to grab onto their hands and say, join the procession? Mm-hmm. You know, the world thinks that being a Christian is so limiting, right? That we don't have the fun everybody else has or whatever they want to say. Too many rules, too many this and that. Just think of it. If we could see this in eternity, if we could see the procession, we just want to grab hands and say, get behind the Savior. Join the army, right? Join the triumphal procession. You will see it all differently if you can mm-hmm. just get in the procession, it really actually fires me up to to want to tell more people about Jesus. I know I'm fired up already, but it does make me fired up to to tell more people about Jesus. If we could only see the triumphal procession with our eyes, would people be running to join? Mm-hmm. You know, if we can see it from a different perspective, man, what amazing imagery God gives us in the word of God. Laura, when we, and I think back to our last two podcasts, the one with Jonathan and the one with Missy going through big doors that shut, big disappointments. Yep. Um, they, they learned how to keep their eyes fixed on what had already been conquered for them. Yes. Amen. You know, that, amen. And that allowed them to be able to get up each day and to choose and to choose Christ. Amen. Right. Man, that and it's this whole month, this really tied together beautifully. And I'm I'm so excited to end on such a bang, right? Yeah. Such a, <laughs> it is a bang. In the words of Laura Prano, such a wow. It is a wow for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we are wrapping up um this month of gratitude and goodness gracious, jumping into December. I can't believe it. How did that happen? I don't even so, know. So we want to thank you for being with us in this month of great testimonies and full of very excited sharing by Laura Perino and we'll, <laughs> and you. we'll get in. I know, I know, but nobody does it like you, Laura, seriously. Uh, but we just want to thank you for joining us. We're looking forward to a new month, a new theme and uh, just be, let, let's have 2021 go out with 
another bang. I'm so excited. Another for a month. Amen. Well, we thank you for joining us and we are beyond grateful for each one of you who's listening. Have a wonderful remainder of your day and man, put on your marching boots. You are in the triumphal, triumphant procession. Amen. Cry out triumph. Have a great day and we will see you soon. Take care. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.